You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, I'm really excited to be asking Laura every question I've ever had about her yoga teacher training. Yeah! Let's get to (laughs) it! Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Laura. Hi, Steph. How are you? I'm really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you must be tired. Just, you had a you I, had a workshop today. Yeah, um, more than just a workshop. Um, I was at an all day immersion for Baptiste Yoga. So mm-hmm. the style of yoga that I'm training in uh, was founded by a man named Baron Baptiste, and he was in Toronto today. Right. So we just did a full uh, full day, nine a.m. to eight p.m. Oh my of, goodness! Yeah, of uh, yoga and some self inquiry and some meditation, and it was really cool. That's but, such a long time to be doing yeah. yoga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of used to it at this point with um, uh, right with my teacher training. But, uh, I always but forget yeah. your hours, your crazy, crazy hours. Um, but that sounds amazing. I have acro yoga later on today, and I'm really excited. Um, I've been doing it again for November, and it's like my favorite thing. I'm so excited that I'm I'm able to do it here. I'm so jealous. I ran into um, somebody that I know from from one of the Power Yoga Canada locations out in Oshawa, and I haven't seen him for a few months, but he does acro yoga. So, um, Brad, if you're listening, I really want you to bring an acro yoga workshop to Leaside, because I feel like I don't understand why you're having a much easier time finding (laughs) acro yoga in Korea than I am in Toronto, but but I'd love to take a class. Yeah, I think it's just because we have one studio here, and... um, my teacher Mindy, she's studied at uh, in Montreal. Actually, they have an acro program to learn how to be an acro teacher, and so she studied there. And um, she's from the states, but she lives here now. And uh, she's the only one who does it. But she does like so many workshops and programs. And um, next weekend, there's a big workshop with some acro famous acro teacher that I may go to one of the sessions. It's a bit expensive, but I've just been loving it so much. It's one of my favorite, um, incarnations of yoga. I think even though it's not really traditional, it's so fun. Um, and it's just so fun to work with another person, like to, to work with, um, like that trust and the, I don't know, like sensing someone else's body is really cool. So I've been really loving it. Are you a top or a bottom? I just winked at you through the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I felt it. I felt it in your voice. Um, when we do it in our school, you have to do both. Like, you alternate every time. And it's a really good lesson, actually, because I think a lot of people are scared to try acro because they think they're too big. Like, I thought I was too big to be a flyer mm-hmm. uh, or a top, as you say. Um, yeah. But actually, if you're doing acro properly, it's all in your bone alignment. So your bones are doing most of the work for you. Um, and so you should be able to fly someone. I, I've flown people who are three times like my yeah. weight. Um, huge guys, like I can I can do them and little girls can do me as well. So it's, it's just, uh, it's a cool, it's a cool thing as well. I guess it's really like, it's like, body power because you just feel so strong if you can do both sides and you have to be balanced like I totally yeah I definitely would want to try on being a base yeah I also love 
I, I think I'd have so much fun flying. Flying is yeah. so much fun, but I think it's like, I have a lot more respect for people who can do both. There's a girl at my school and she's an amazing flyer, but she's not a good base at all. And it's not because, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's not because like, I think it's just because she doesn't prioritize it. She doesn't want to do it, but, mm-hmm. um, cause it's the le- less glamorous one, I think, but yeah yeah but it's 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 really rewarding when you're able to base properly and you can like twirl people around it's really cool i i love both Mm -hmm. so um yeah anyway so this is not about acro this is about your yoga teacher (laughs) training um and i think the reason we decided we wanted to podcast about this topic was just because one of the days when we were trying to record about some other subject, I don't remember what it was, and I just could not stop asking you questions about your training <laughs> and um, and my training and whether I should... Anyway, so basically just decided to put it on the show. Um, so yeah, um, first of all, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the program that you're actually doing and um, for people who missed one of the other episodes when we talked about it, like a recap of the different areas that you cover in your training. Uh, sure. So uh, I'm doing my yoga teacher training through Power Yoga Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's um, your standard 200-hour teacher training. Obviously, everyone is different, um, but it's certified by the Yoga Alliance, so uh, you can teach at other studios, although um, most studios do require you to do their training first. Uh, so Power Yoga Canada is one of those. Mm. Um, and I'm doing this one because I love it. I've I've been doing yoga on and off for years, and it wasn't until I came to, I'm just going to call it PYC from now on, Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't until my first class at PYC that I just, I felt that immediate uh, sense of belonging and that immediate um, rush of this is where I'm supposed to be right now, this is what I've been looking for, Um, and it was crazy. I know I've been listening to a lot of uh, Marie Forleo (laughs) over the past couple of days. Love her. Yeah, and um, I was, I was listening to an interview between her and is it Adam Braun? Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm that, obsessed with that's him. That's his promise. Um, and they talk about. Oh, we should totally link to that interview in the show notes because it's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, they both are. Mm-hmm. I like and Marie and Marie cries in the interview, and it's like really powerful. Yeah. Uh, but they talk about just like I guess those electric moments in your life and how you have to pay attention to those and. Um, the reason I'm doing this training is because of all of the styles of yoga and teachers I've had, that electricity, um, that is, is so rare in people's lives. I've felt it more than once doing this practice. And, uh, so that's what drew me to, to do it at Power Yoga Canada. And, um, um, I wanted, I wanted to do that, this one, because I would love to be able to teach there one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I will say about PYC, one thing I've found, um, I didn't have the same immediate sense of belonging at the at the studio, but I will say that I loved the actual practice for that time in my life. It was so perfect, and um, mm-hmm. just like, I think there's, it's really good at the different levels. I found that some yoga practices are way too easy, and other ones at most studios, you don't find them that are really, really hard. But one thing I loved about PYC was that they were encouraging you to try arm balances, um, 
like mini ones, or they were encouraging you to try a headstand, um, which you wouldn't find at most other studios that are just basically doing a half a practice or like a very low level of intensity. So I liked that mm-hmm. they were incorporating those other um, more challenging elements to kind of get you focused on like maybe future goals for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think one of the things. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think one of the reasons for that, and I'm not I'm not hating on PYC, but I went to PYC Oakville, which is a huge studio, and um, and Laura went to PYC Leaside, which is a very small one. So I feel like maybe that was one of the reasons that I didn't feel that immediate sense of community. But mm-hmm. um, I, still, I still love the studios, and I love their philosophy there. Yeah, and uh, and one of the reasons that we do have we don't split up our classes between beginner, intermediate, advanced. Right. And one of those, and one of the reasons we do that is so that people can see people of all different levels and see that that's within their grasp and know what type of asana they're aspiring towards. So the postures that they can aspire towards, and um, it just opens people up to possibility. It really motivates people. Um, and so that's what we find is instead of telling somebody like, oh, you're a beginner and like you're probably not going to advance to intermediate until we tell you to. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so that you, you don't really find that at PYC. Yeah, that, I, I agree 100%. I love that about it. Um, but, and they are so welcoming to beginners as well. They have all of these programs if you're just starting um, 40 days. Is that what it's called? 40 days to... Oh, I forget. So... Um, so they have an introduction special, right. which is uh, your first 30 days there is $40. Right. Um, and then their 40 days program that, yeah. you're, that you're talking about um, is actually open to anyone. doesn't matter how long you've been at the studio, mm. but it's, um, it's a program developed by Baron, um, the founder of Baptiste Yoga, and uh, it's 40 days to personal revolution. Ah, personal so revolution. Think, <clears throat> yeah, so there are like different themes for every week, uh, daily yoga practice. Um, and there's uh, some journaling, self-inquiry, um, and I think there's like a fruit cleanse in it. There <laughs> definitely is a fruit cleanse in it. I haven't, I actually haven't had a chance to do it yet. I was going to do it this winter and then um, ended up signing up for teacher training instead. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, but I fully intend to do it in What, the fruit the cleanse? Year, I think. No, the whole the oh, whole okay. thing, the whole forty days, which it would include the fruit cleanse. Right. I'm a vegan, so I, my whole life is a fruit cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> um, throw the but, old fruit cleanse in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I I think this is a good segue though, because I wanted to ask you about the different components that you're talking about in this forty day program. He's talking about meditation. He's talking about journaling and self inquiry. And I know when I first started talking to you about your your teacher program because I haven't known that many people who have done one I was really Mm -hmm. like glad to hear that you had all of those elements in the program like do you want to talk a bit more about that I was like relieved in a way you know I was like I was kind of like oh good (laughs) like like it's not just um the physical postures yeah so in North America, there's so much importance placed on, or when we think about yoga, we think about asana, which mm-hmm. is the postures, the poses. Um, and yeah, so if that makes you feel any better, in our training, and as, again, I can't speak for other trainings, but in our training, um, it's broken into three practices, which is your asana, or your the 
postures or what a lot of people refer to as yoga, mm-hmm. uh, the meditation, and self-inquiry. So self-inquiry is actually huge in um, at least the Power Yoga Canada training, um, and it's actually been one of my favorite parts. Right, and so what you what you're what can you talk about a bit more what you're referring to when you say self-inquiry? Um, yeah, so we we take a look into things such as um, what are the blocks in our lives, um, generally just mental blocks mm. uh, that that uh, we put in our own way of being fully. Um, being fully present in certain situations or what we would call being on the court Mm. uh what stops us from what stops us from just going after the things that we want in life or even being able to articulate the things that we want in life right um yeah things like that what are our automatic responses when somebody is confronting you with something uh so for and and that's great work for us when we're when we're practice teaching is when somebody's giving you um good feedback do you have an initial response where you're just like okay f off or is it you're right i suck or is it right so like what's your what's your automatic response to that and just becoming aware of yeah i guess all those things that just stand in our way of yeah like of our limiting beliefs kind of yeah exactly Mm. um and it, it's really interesting the kind of stuff that that you get to. I was I was um, actually nervous going in that I wouldn't have anything to share and that nothing would come up for me. And um, it's funny because one of the things that I am learning and I'm still learning is that even when you believe that your thing that you have to share is um, less important or less profound. Um, by not sharing, you're being stingy because people learn a lot from your shares and a lot of people can actually relate to exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, and, and nobody feels like people feel the exact same way as them, uh, but they do. And, and so by sharing and by opening up, uh, it actually gives others access to, uh, to things or, or might actually put into words something that somebody's been feeling but hasn't been able to articulate. Right. And, um, yeah, so I'm learning that there's a lot of power in, in sharing and being vulnerable. Totally. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that that's, like you say, it's is incorporated in. And I guess just quickly, does do you find that they are, what would you say is the ratio of how much you focus on each, each part? Um, huh. It, it, it depends. It's day to day. Yeah, it dep- It definitely depends. I think um, meditation we probably spend the least amount of time on actually in class. Right. But uh, they do ask us to, and, and this isn't enforced in any way, but um, at the beginning of the training, obviously, we, we all commit to being two feet in, to being fully... To, for, to participate fully mm-hmm. in this training, and that requires, or um, whether it requires it officially or not, um, they ask us to practice all three every day. Right. Um, yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so all three are equally important, although I'd say in the training we probably spend the least amount of time on meditation. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but, uh, a huge part of, of yoga teacher training is actually teacher. learning how to teach physical postures. Yeah. <laughs> so you have yeah. to spend some time on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I remember um, the reason that this came up initially, and I want to ask you just about your personal journey towards this, um, was because I'm considering doing my yoga teacher training in the spring mm-hmm. when I'm finished here. And I think I was feeling insecure. I mean, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, but I was feeling insecure <laughs> because my practice waxes and wanes a lot like some weeks I won't practice some weeks I'll practice four times um it just depends on the season of my life and what I'm feeling and what I need and I know that you know both of us we've been practicing yoga on and off for years but I know I I don't know about you but for me that my practice was not real. like I didn't really have a practice for years I went to yoga Mm -hmm. classes sometimes for years um sometimes even really consistently Um, and I know that, uh, each of us, it's only been the last couple of years that we've been really into yoga. And I know like some people wait like a decade before they do their yoga teacher training, um, or more even sometimes. So I was kind of having these feelings like, am I ready? Is this something that I even need to do? Or should I just be continuing to to cultivate my own practice. So I guess I wonder, I have two, two different questions, but the first one I'll ask you is how did you come to decide that this was something you needed to do now in your life versus, um, continuing to, to practice and then doing it eventually? Um, so I had actually wanted it for a while and I didn't realize that I was standing in my own way. Um, I thought that, um, (laughs) I thought that, uh, I didn't have time. I was too busy. Um, and uh, just to, to share actually about something that happened with me was I, I, um, I was working with somebody who would, would ask me to, to work long hours and I didn't think that I would be able to, um, leave work and, and put in the time for yoga teacher training. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and as soon as, as soon as I just said, like, okay, I'm signing up for teacher training, I'll figure that part out later, mm-hmm. um, everything cleared up within a couple of days. And this whole situation sort of sorted itself out. I haven't had an issue going uh, going to teacher training at all. Um, and it's funny the way things open up for you when you actually decide that you're ready for it um, and decide that you're just going to do it. Right. Um, and how much of... I don't know how how many of the excuses are just imagined or you put you put excuses there because you don't think you're ready yet or you don't think you're worthy yet or mm. um but so one of the themes of um Baptist yoga is you are ready now and uh it might not feel that way it might not feel that <laughs> you're ready now but when you know you are ready now um and I think I am I'm a big um, cheerleader for, for this practice. And I, I honestly, I just think that if, if you want to do teacher training, then you should, and there's nothing, there's no like unspoken yardstick that you need to, um, pass before you do teacher training. I think that I, I think that literally everyone should do this training, whether or not they have any intention of practicing yoga. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that you can learn so much from, from just being committed 
to something on the same level as you're required to be committed to teacher training stuff and uh, if there's a part of you that wants it just consider that you're ready now hmm yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting concept um <laughs> you seem unconvinced it's it's not that I'm unconvinced I don't know it's a, it's like a lot of ideas that um I guess one of the things that I do think is true is that if you do um if you do decide to do it then um then you're you are deepening your practice right I think for what I've yeah. heard from other people is that you don't already have to have the deepest strongest practice in the world to do your yoga teacher training because oh exactly because there are people in my training who are doing this because they're just looking for something right they're just looking for a change and um we've actually uh, as a group we've found it quite inspiring when we we have like guest teachers come in Mm -hmm. during our sessions um just from around the pyc community um so you get uh, a bunch of different people's feedback on your teaching and a couple of them have have actually been like have told us like listen I didn't I couldn't do this pose that you guys are practicing right now like or or that you're being challenged to get into when I was doing my teacher training like not everybody goes to teacher training with a mastery of all the poses in fact I think that's mm. actually impossible cuz right. there are literally <laughs> infinite postures in yoga like you can't be a master of all of them um so yeah, so I, I think that holding yourself to that standard that you need to be like an advanced yogi to do that is is completely wrong. And also, you have to consider that somebody who is like has a beautiful asana, a beautiful like physical practice, might not be ready mm-hmm. for yoga in in the other two senses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think. Right, by by committing to it, as you say, then you are being yogic. Like, you are deepening your own practice, and um, I don't know. I think it's an interesting concept. <clears throat> Sometimes I mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, does it... Am, it's almost like, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to... to to, to to call myself the yoga teacher or go into yoga teacher training yeah. when I'm not even 100% sure how I feel about yoga all the time. Um, and so it's it's one of those things that I wrestle with at times because sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it. And I don't know, it's all there. So, um, mm-hmm. But I love the idea that it's more than just the physical poses because, um, as you know, like journaling and... Um, even meditation and mindfulness and things like that, those have always been a part of my life. So I guess whenever I question my commitment to yoga, I'm really questioning my commitment to the physical postures, which is an interesting thing to consider. And so for me, I absolutely adore the flow that we, that we do. It's called the journey into power flow. Right. And I love vinyasa. I love the physical practice. And of the three that we've been asked to practice every day, um, the asana has actually been the hardest for me. Mm. Journaling, and it's funny because I didn't have, I, I I would meditate and journal sort of on and off leading up to this, but I've had a consistent journaling and meditation schedule since starting in September. And 
um, it's been the physical practice, the part that drew me into this training in the first place, that's been the biggest challenge for me. Mm. So it's sort of one of those things that you kind of have to um, drop any expectations of what you think it's going to be like or mm-hmm. or what you even what you think that you're good at or are going to excel at. And uh, yeah, and just... And just be open. It's just one of those things that you just have to be open to the process. Totally. Uh, yeah. What, um, what, I guess, how do they teach you how to teach yoga? Do you have any little nuggets of interesting information that you've learned about the actual process of teaching? Because I think some people, when they're going to take their teacher training, Maybe they don't feel like they would be able to lead a class or they don't know um, <clears throat> if they would know the right things to say or how to keep track of if you've done your right foot or your left foot last and like yeah. all of those things. Um, have you learned anything interesting about that? Yeah, so one of the fun things that we work on is um, there's you're always going to have time to master your languaging later. Mm. Um, and one of the big things about teaching yoga is with your tone, with your body language, with your volume, you should be able to teach a class without even saying the right words. So getting people, um, like peaking them during the particularly tough poses or, um, or getting them, like keeping them in it while you're doing like a particularly challenging ab series and stuff we've done exercises where we're supposed to teach part of the flow without even using words Mm. and you see people and they're like lying on their backs and then jumping up in the air and going woo whoa and like trying to like express to everybody (laughs) like what's the next pose we're supposed to do and um it's been all about for us just getting us outside of our shelves or sorry outside of ourselves and outside of this like i need to get everything correct because i'm being evaluated right. mindset um and just being there and being human and making that connection and being able to um relate to people and have things land on a level that's not just getting your right and your left um correct yeah. Because if you get it, if you get it wrong, if you do left foot, just come back to the right foot on the other side, and it's okay. Um, and obviously, that thing has to come eventually. We do learn those things, and we are expected to know uh, the poses in the flow. But um, but yeah, the important part is that you're able to get people excited and and have a practice that lands with people, um, right. just like in their in their core, as opposed to just as opposed to just intellectually. Right, like how do you motivate a group of people to stay with you even when you're making them do abs? That's, yeah. that's a lesson you got to learn. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine yeah, that's very really, challenging. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been fun. That's, like, that's sort of how they're teaching us is, uh, yes, you are expected to know those things, but that's not really how we're being evaluated. Right. Hmm. And do you find that you're learning a lot about um, anatomy to the point that it's helping you in your practice when you practice yoga? Like, have you learned things like that? Yeah, definitely. It's almost to the point where I'm just like, everyone needs to take future training. And I had this too during um, um, when I did my assisting training. Right. So uh, being able to physically adjust people in in poses and and deepen their their postures. where every time I learn more about the anatomy of yoga, I'm like, 
everyone needs to take this. Everyone who does yoga, um, because it changes so much for you. And it, I, I've, I've felt like even just things like my shoulder integration and stuff during things like high plank, which I've, which is like a pose that you do, even if you don't do yoga, everybody right. has worked out with plank. Right. And, and understanding the proper anatomy of that and, and how you're going to get the most out of it and how you're going to protect yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Yeah. It's been super fun. Um, learning all the anatomy. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I think the anatomy sometimes can be so intimidating from an outsider's perspective. Like, you know, when you go on the Daily Bonda or all those blogs and you're like, what is that? Um, mm-hmm. And this is coming from someone that I studied. I studied some human anatomy in school. But, um, yeah, I just imagine that that would be so cool to be able to. I did really, I looked into if I could take an assisting chaining here and I did not find one. But mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool to do that as well. Um, yeah. Just I, And there are, yeah. Yeah. There are always going to be people who um, get really are really attracted to the anatomy side of yoga, and then there are going to be people who are really interested in the history of yoga, and then there are going to be people who are really interested in the philosophy of yoga. So, not everybody is going to come away with a complete mastery of all of the mm-hmm. um, of all of the different parts of yoga. Um, but it's fun because like we have a few people in our in our course who are um, they have careers that require them to know the human anatomy. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so they're sort of our resident experts, and, and it's really fun just getting hands-on and seeing how um, the different the different parts of the body work together. And every time we learn something in anatomy, it's like, okay, we're back to our mats, and let's all try that on. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the anatomy has been, been really good cool and it, it's not just textbook it's it's also okay how does this land in my own body can I feel that muscle that they're talking about can I feel that type of joint that we're talking about or right. can I what observe how how that moves um so so there are a ton of different ways that we're learning about about that content that might not come so easily to other people yeah that's really cool Mm-hmm. Um, I did have one other question, and we've talked about it before, even because um, uh, when I'm thinking about doing my yoga teacher training, I'm doing I would be doing it um, at a, a studio or a retreat in India. There's one I've had my eye on that I have a friend who went there, a couple friends actually. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't even know each other, but they both decided to go there for their yoga teacher training, and both loved it. Um, which is in India, and one of the thing I've things I've always found so interesting and um, inspiring about your journey with yoga since you joined PYC last fall or whenever we both joined it, I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was last fall. Um, was just that, uh, you know, you've, you did your energy exchange and you had that sense of community and you knew these girls and guys really, really well. And um, so I was wondering even if it would be better to do it at a studio where you do have that sense of community versus going to a retreat where you wouldn't know anybody. But I remember you had some interesting things to say about that the last time I asked you. <laughs> I don't remember what I said about that. Well, let's see time. what you say this time because um, I remember. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so my opinion now would be, well, first of all, I haven't done the other training. I haven't done something um, away from home. Um, and... So I can't I can't necessarily speak to how that was, right? But I think that everyone should do the training that like that suits them. 
Um, for me, I know that one of the things that was really important to me was that I would be able to um, teach at a PYC if I wanted to afterwards. Right. And another thing that was important to me was I didn't want to have to um, permanently leave my job if I was if I was going to do teacher training. I wanted to be able to do them at the same time if I could. Yeah. Um, so those were two big considerations for me. And um, I know for you, like, you have this, like, beautiful wanderlust. And I think <laughs> that you would get so much out of um, doing yours abroad, especially if you didn't have any particular goals about where you wanted to teach. Right, which I don't. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think that, like, for you, you can't, you couldn't go wrong, um, choosing a teacher training in, where, where was it? India? Yeah, um, in northern India. Like, that sounds, that sounds incredible. And then you can also consider that most people who do their teacher training, or I can't say most, but a lot of people who do their teacher training, um, they're, what they're up to is something bigger than just getting their 200 hours and then they're done. Right, a lot of a lot of people are um, committed to continual growth, and a lot of teachers do more than one training. Mm. So, um, if you were to do this one and then decide when you come back, inevitably, <laughs> that uh, that there's a particular studio with which you want to to do their training, then you can absolutely do that too. Right. And I think, I mean, you hit all the points I remembered, except for one. Um, (laughs) I remember you said that a lot of the people, a lot of the people that you're taking your, your specific training with, um, like your class, basically, um, because obviously PYC trains lots of different teachers at different times, but the one that you're in right now, um, a lot of those people are from different studios that you didn't know them before. Yeah, um, do you mean like outside of PYC? Uh, not we have because we have both. Not necessarily outside of PYC, but I remember you saying that a lot of the people when you first started the training were strangers. I'm sure they're not now. Oh my yeah. goodness! But that they were strangers at the at the outset, and that you've become really yeah. close through the program. Okay, yeah. So I only knew um, one of the girls from from my training out of mm. actually we're a small we're a small group. I think we're less than twenty. Um, which is, which is uncharacteristically small, Mm. but, um, but yeah, I only knew one person and everybody else was a stranger, um, including most of the instructors. So while I had that community at, 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 um, PYC Leaside, um, within my training, those people were all new to me. Yeah. Which I remember made me feel a lot better about, (laughs) not that it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it just made me feel relieved that there's not a right way to do it or I wouldn't be necessarily (laughs) missing out on something, um, by not doing it with a, a studio that I had a community with. But I mean, I can't wish for something I don't have. Like I don't have a studio that I have a community with right now because I am running around in Asia. So, um, yeah. Um, well, I remember, um, so one of the things, and you can probably relate to this because I'm sure you have made friends so quickly, mm-hmm. uh, while traveling or living abroad, um, so quickly. And, and become, and become like really close with them that, um, like when we first started our, our training on the very first day, um, the person leading it, Kinley, who's the founder of oh, Power yeah. Canada, um, she said to us, believe it or not, the people in your room are going to be your best friends by the end of this training. 
And I was in the not believe it camp. Like I looked around <laughs> and I was like, nah, I'm not like probably not though. Like, <laughs> and um, it's so it is like it's crazy how right she is that like I'm, we're not at the end of the training yet. But you when you share that much of yourself or right. share this like joint experience with somebody, like how quickly they become your family. Oh, so yeah, yeah. And also so while yeah we went in as strangers with without that community and 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 now it's so there like it's very yeah right like not only are you sharing like parts of yourself you're sharing this experience but also like I don't know like they're all like-minded people as well they all yeah they all sort of have the same philosophies or they're learning the same philosophies that you are so obviously you're going to be around as I like to call them like kindred spirits or like the souls Mm -hmm. that are matching up with your soul and I, I mean it's so true being in Korea uh the the couple of really close friends that I've made here, it's amazing. Like, I feel like I've known them my whole life because we're exactly. in this experience together that's very hard to explain to people back home and we go through things together, the ups and downs, and um, and it's amazing. So they're the only people who understand and we just, I feel so close to them already. So yeah, I totally understand that shared experience, that dynamic changes everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, I love talking to you about this. It makes me feel excited about, about doing it. Like, I'm like, could I do it? Am I, am I allowed? To yes. Do it? Yes. You're ready now. <laughs> I want everybody to do it. So I'm biased, but yes, do it. Do it. I, I, um, Laura sent me a recording of one of her classes this week, um, that she recorded for her training. Um, and I was just so excited to hear you teaching. <laughs> I thought it was so amazing because, um, you know, sometimes, okay, this is kind of like a embarrassing confession, but like I've occasionally in my apartment practiced like, okay, well, what would I sound like if I, if I tried to lead a class? Like, can I try and like narrate my practice and like trying to sound like a yoga teacher and trying to put in adjustments and all the things that you hear from teachers that you've picked up over the years because you just pick up from different classes and it was so cool to hear you um to hear you sounded so confident and um it was just really awesome and I just can't wait till we can like take each other's classes (laughs) thank you that's so sweet well a lot of people ask me like um when I when we first started the training um I seemed to have the flow memorized pretty quickly Mm. they were like how did how did you do that and I was literally saying the flow everywhere like I was walking <laughs> the halls of my building like <laughs> oh my gosh right foot forward warrior one I'm Sharanga. and then like I'd be brushing my teeth and I'd be and I'd be going through sun A's and sun B's or I'd yeah. be showering and and like it was <laughs> yeah so it's not embarrassing that that you do that because that was and still is me like yeah. I'm always in my head, like, okay, well, how would I, how would I teach that? And, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so glad I'm um, not the only one. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> but, um, I think it would be so cool when I, if I, if I ever come back to Canada, um, to be able to take a class with you or for, for vice versa for you to take a class with me once I get my yoga. Yes life in order but um yeah I just loved it so much it was so cool I haven't actually taken the class yet I just had it playing when I was making lunch or something but I I loved it so yeah actually I'm excited a few of the um students in my class uh at my office requested the recording yeah um 
yeah, so if any of them are listening to this, like, uh, I'm really excited to share the recording with you. And hopefully, I, I think when I once I get more comfortable with the flow, like, uh, even putting a few recordings on the podcast would be... Yeah, we um, are definitely thinking order. about doing that, mm-hmm. like, having... Um, yeah. Having an audio version. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I feel like I've probably forgotten things that I want to ask you. I mean, we didn't talk too, too much about what you actually do in your yoga classes at your yoga teacher training, but I think that um, we touched on all the things that I personally would worry about before I started a yoga teacher training. Yeah, so. I think we hit on all the important things. I think everything else is like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> all the other things, that, like, they'll just happen. Yeah. Like Once you yeah. have your philosophy on straight, your head on straight, then everything else comes. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh my gosh, this has been the longest podcast of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I'm sign off then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was awesome to pick your brain, Laura. Thank you so much. And if you guys have any questions for Laura, then please let us know in the comments on our show notes or on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Green Guinea Pigs or guineapigandgreen.com. And we'll be back at you in a couple weeks. All right. All right. Future yoga teacher. Have an teacher. amazing week, Steph. When's your graduation, <laughs> by the way? Uh, I finished the first weekend in December. Wow. That's coming up so soon. I know. In less than a month. Very yeah. exciting. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. And All right. good luck with the rest of your yoga teacher training. Yeah. Okay. okay. Have a fantastic week. Okay. You too. Bye.